Welcome to episode 3.5. What? It's our super powered episode because we had so much to talk about with Kelly Elton. So if you have not listened to episode three with Kelly Elton, go back and listen to that one and then come back here and listen some more because we've got a lot to discuss. So you work a lot with adults with autism and have you noticed that there is a lack of, what's the word I'm looking for? Services. Lack of services services or supports with adults, for adults with autism? Yes. And, um. Primarily, so I've, my, my whole background is working with uh, adolescents through um, their adult life. Yes and no. Okay. So I find if you're an individual who qualifies for uh, county board services within our area, then you do have supports in place. Um, but for those individuals who don't qualify – but still, you know, need some add-on supports and things like that. It's very difficult because, you know, a prime example in this one, the thing that's going on in Ohio right now is transportation mm-hmm. and access to public transportation. Mm-hmm. Um, although we do have a, tr- a public transportation system within um, Toledo Lucas County, not everyone in Lucas County is serviced by that public transportation system. So you really don't, if you want to work somewhere, you you and you live in certain reaches of the county, you can't access public transportation, so you're going to pay for some sort of ride share or taxi service to get to and from work because it's just not reaching those more rural locations. Um, so that that's definitely a barrier. Um, it's, especially right now with, um, I believe wholeheartedly in career exploration, and it, it, there is some um, practices around it and, you know, about, you know, could be research for adults. There is for adolescents um, looking into having career explorations and the opportunity to go out and and look at careers and you know not just say oh this is what someone told me I had to go do or oh this is I was able to go visually see it experience it in real life and make a decision before I went down that path of that career. Mm-hmm. Um, and so right now, especially one because of COVID, but two um, opportunities are really up to the employer. And then who you're working with to get there. So um, we do have a state folk rehab program that does offer that as a paid opportunity for individuals to access um, career exploration, which is great. But, you know, it's it's navigating systems and making sure you have the Mm -hmm. right person in place to navigate. I will say um, I I know my one friend, uh, Katina Harding from ProMedica, Mm -hmm. she is working on some of this is fair and equitable housing for Mm -hmm. um, individuals. That was my next question. (laughs) Well done. Keep going. There you go. Mm -hmm. Um, And just, you know, having solid housing opportunities, you know, for all individuals, but especially, you know, because our our passion is um, for individuals with autism is really looking at solutions for that. Yeah. And what would a living, what could ideally, maybe not whether that's to come to Toledo or not, but but what, do you, in your opinion, does a good housing system for people with autism, what does that look like? It's definitely integrated in mm-hmm. neighborhoods that they prefer to live in. 
Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, we have neighborhoods for reasons. And if, uh, for example, I, so I grew up in Akron and I grew up in a neighborhood called Goodger Heights. Within that neighborhood was my grandparents, my parents, my aunts, you know, so if that's where I wanted to live as an adult, I have the right to live there and find housing that I could afford and live in and be accepted in that community. We do have some great programs through, for example, uh, Toledo Fair Housing. It's Wimby, Welcome in My Backyard. It's an initiative to warmly welcome everyone. But we also need to um, work with uh, some individuals who maybe don't qualify for certain um, housing um, subsidy that mm-hmm. they we find ways to bring some housing subsidies so that they have opportunities to live in the community what you know whether they have or choose to live with a roommate or at home but they have those opportunities you know um, available to them so yeah yeah Do you oh have any I, questions about that? no I mean that's I I love like what Katina's working in. I, yes. I just it's very exciting. I think it's and it's much needed, and I and I can't wait to speak with her too. I mean, I know she's done a lot. Has been doing tons of research and gathering information and trying to put things together. And and I just I just think that is that's such a huge piece because you know Danny will say to me you know and he'll what mom I I'm not going to live with you forever and I'm like well of course not. You want to, you know, you want to be out on your own, you know, at some point when you're ready and when the, we, we find the right fit, you know, so it, that's a huge thing. And I, I, I just, I think we, I do think that we have a ways to go because I, I think it's limited, um, but at least there's people working on it and people are aware of it. So, mm-hmm. and we, you know, I think too is fine, you know, we have to find, you know, the right roommate or roommates and- or- I probably won't need a roommate. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe not. You know, we'll see how that goes when the right. when that time comes. But you know, the options there. If the options there, and you know, it'd be be good probably. But we'll see. No, I think it'd be fine. Okay. Well, that yeah. you know what you might be fine. Maybe you'll just have a dog, Max. Yeah, that's true. Maybe oh, Max, Max will go with you. Oh, mm-hmm. he loves Max. <laughs> Max loves him. Yeah. <laughs> probably because he gives him food all the time. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Not even denying it. So. Yeah. So yeah. when when you move out, your parents aren't only losing you, but their dog too. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be it. a sad day. <laughs> <laughs> so that means I'll have to come visit all the time. Oh my goodness. Danny's shaking his head. He goes, "No, no." <laughs> oh my gosh, so funny. <laughs> well, I had. Let's see. So, what does it take? Right now, you mentioned that people have to qualify for the services as adults. What what does it take for someone to qualify? Um, each county in the state mm-hmm. of Ohio has what we call a county board of mm-hmm. developmental disabilities. Not every state's the same in how they use those fundings. Okay. For example, some states have regional, what is our county boards, they have it by regions, things like that. So everyone uses the Medicaid dollars differently, oh, okay. but it's basically to fund... Um, services to um, individuals with disabilities in their community. And then there's a whole um, another section where uh, within our county, we do have uh, just tax dollars that support individuals who don't qualify for some of those um, waiver services that are funded through state and um, federal levels. So I never knew that. Mm-hmm. So um, you can call the intake for each county. Mm-hmm. And um, you'll be assessed and reviewed. And there's different periods throughout life 
that if maybe you, you don't qualify initially that, you know, there's some, for example, uh, mid to late teens, there is some more um, qualifications as to whether or not you can um, potentially earn enough income and care for yourself um, without supports in place and things like that. So that's another, you know, that kind of look at that down the road. So there's different stages along the way that you can be assessed to qualify. Okay. And they come to the house and they, you know, or they, and we've done, we've done that, met with them. Is that what our cousin does? Um, he's a, well, yeah, he's a SAS. He's a like a case manager. What does it stand for? Service and support. Yeah. I just call him a SAS. SAS. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So, (laughs) Yeah. So yes, service and support administrator. administrator. Yes, but yeah. So he basically helps, like for example, Danny or whoever's you mm-hmm. know to get things in in order and make, keeps his um, uh, goals updated and things like that. So, and when it comes to, I want to go back to the housing real quick because okay. I guess what I imagined. I don't know if this is accurate or not, but would somebody is it could somebody potentially like check up on the people who are living there, make sure that they are having their needs addressed, that they're addressing them appropriately? How does that or do are they, you mean like they a, expected? I think you'd have supports depending on who's living together. The goal, I think the perfect scenario is to share supports, have people, you know, live in a place where maybe it's a, it's an apartment complex or a home or like a house in a neighborhood or whatever, but maybe there's, two roommates or whatever, or three, and you share supports, check in, whatever, whatever is needed. It would be very specific, right? And be- Yeah. So sometimes the supports are totally separate from the housing too. Um, mm-hmm. So you, you, you have your house and you have, you know, if you choose a roommate or not a roommate. And then if you, for example, if you are able, if you have waiver services, you're able to perfect you're able to pick mm-hmm. a provider, sorry. That's okay. That would come and support you and your, oh, you know, okay. things like that. But um, kind of the more reflection, what, uh, back to Katina, and what I, we actually went out to First Place, which is in Phoenix, Arizona, and looked at their model. So they actually um, are, uh, it's called SARC, and I know you're probably going to ask me what it means, but it's, oh, it's okay. Um, I forget what the S stands for, but it's Arizona Autism we Research. We can look into it. Okay. Yeah. Um, and th- so they have this apartment complex where um, it is individuals with autism and then also um, families. So there's a general support. They also have a program for young adults that live in apartments. And within the apartment complex, they also have some subsidized housing for seniors. So the seniors kind of, you know, it's a, a shared type support to okay. All the residents there, they support each other. So that's really neat. That's kind of mm-hmm. neat. Yeah. yeah. So there's all different cool types concept. of housing models out there. Wow. Um, across the United States mm-hmm. to look at, but it's really um, about making. I, I think it's about making sure the individual lives in the community that they choose to live in, um, and they're not just you know placed in a, a community that they're not comfortable with or right. do, don't desire. You know, right. we all have our own wants, needs, and desires, and I think, you know, we should really look at our desires just because the happier, I mean, I know the happier I am, the better I do in life. Right. So, for sure. No, that's, I think that yeah, applies I like to that. everybody. I'd agree mm-hmm. with that. And something that came to mind as we were talking about housing, I thought about maturity levels and people who... Um, are ready to live on their own or maybe need to live with a roommate or need to live at home. 
how is there is there like an average year for a person with autism and I'm trying to word this question correctly but how does how do maturity levels work in a person with autism and I'm sure it, it's different for every single person um but I've I've heard somebody say like oh my uh cousin is 24 but the doctor said that really meant maturity wise maybe 16 is that is that something that was an accurate thing to say how does am i am i asking a question or am i just rambling <laughs> um i don't know if you can speak I will to be this honest, at all i don't know there's confusion. a scientific way to prove mm-hmm. someone's maturity level mm-hmm. i think it's just based upon the individual and the family and mm-hmm. what they come together with what their comfort is just like you would do for you know um, like I, you know, for if you have neurotypical children and, or what, you know, you're having that back and forth discussion about what do you do in this situation? What would you do? Things like that. Right. So, um, there might need to be deeper dives into mm-hmm. the what if situations and listing those out and making sure the right supports in place. Um, right. for example, mm-hmm. some task analysis for cleaning or, you know, um, Here's here's what you do when the dishwasher breaks. Here's the specific number you call, and here's kind of a script for saying it. Because those kinds of things just – I don't even think twice about them. I, I look something up. Right. But imagining it's like, oh, wow, if if something were to come up, like um, Dan the man, if you don't mind if I put you on the spot. But that's one of the things as your big sis, and just really with any of our siblings, because we're – Danny and I are, are two of the five um, – and I'm the oldest and I just worry about my siblings all the time and I shouldn't um, because they're all very capable, right, Dan? <laughs> You're very capable. But sometimes I just, you know, and I think I can speak to a lot of siblings. I'm a part of this Facebook group um, called Sibnet and I go on there every now and then and I've posted on there before and just hearing how siblings react and how they worry about their their siblings and, and a lot of them have been posting recently about their siblings who have live on their own and do very well. Um, and then some who don't do very well. And so, so thank you for answering all of these questions. Um, cause as Dan's big sis, you know, I'm pretty protective and Dan's pretty protective of me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dan's mm-hmm. like, my thank God Danny likes, you know, her fiance. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Yeah, you had to pass inspection. Yeah, you did. And mm-hmm. he passed, didn't he, Dan? I know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We oh, love it's, Angelo. It's oh, I said his name, sorry. Oh, he's allowed. He's on the website. <laughs> he's going to listen to this and be like, oh, no. <laughs> no, no, it's all good. My man. Oh. <laughs> yeah. um, all right, well... Dan, I think we're going to wrap up the show with what awesome. we usually do, where I'm going to put Danny on the spot. I'm going to ask Dan. Yeah. What superhero do you think Kelly Elton is most like? That's so hard. It, it, it could be a mixture. Who knows? Yeah. Are there, what about, can you name a couple that come to mind? Well, I'm. Wonder Woman, maybe. Um, and why Wonder Woman? Well, actually, back is there a lot of people. Wonder Woman. Okay, why is that? Because and and some of the female superiors is because because um because because I'm trying to think how why why I consider consider 
um, Carrie Wonder Woman. I, I guess because she has, she has dark black hair. Oh, okay, so got that physical characteristic there. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that she's she's just, just a hard worker, pretty much. Yeah. Oh well, thank you. That is yeah. so sweet. No problem. <laughs> That's tr- I would agree with that, Dan. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And mom, we'll compare you to a superhero. No, no, I, I'm podcast. <laughs> oh yeah, I was say, no, 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 I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, well, Kelly, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, we were, we were so excited as soon as we we were we talked on the phone a few weeks ago, and I immediately called um, mom and dad and and Dan and the whole crew, and was like, ah, she's coming. Oh. And and so we've been really excited about this, and I think that you shed a really important light on both the history today, the the history of when you were talking about your cousin, but also what's going on currently and how things have changed over the years. And I think you really spoke to that as well as defining, maybe not defining autism, because I don't think there there isn't really a solid definition of autism. It's different for every single person. Um, That's for sure. Yeah. Yes. And, mm-hmm. and I think that everything that you said today really speaks to that. So thank you so much. And uh, mom, thank you for helping with um, interviewing and your commentary as well. And and I think I think we are good to go. So unless there is Kelly, is there anything that you want to add? Um, that like a last a last hurrah? Any thoughts or anywhere that you want our listeners to look for supports? Those were a few different things that you could speak to. But anything okay. that comes to mind? Oh, well, first of all. I- want to say thank you for one letting me guys letting me come to your house and have you know the autism summits or whatever you know yeah um and just being a part of this because i really feel like the more we can teach and help you know those out there better understand it and and understand that they need to have empathy i just really feel like the more we can get that word out the better we can um for i Guess if if you're looking for resources, um, go to the website and post your questions. I think you guys have a yeah, we do a yeah. thing, so you could go we there and they could reach back to me. Page. Okay, let me know. Yeah, um, I like that. So for anybody listening, if there are questions that you have, you can go to our website eyesofautism.com, and on that website you'll you will find a contact us page. And through that page and my emails there as well, eyesofautismpodcast at gmail.com. Um, and we can direct any questions that you have to Kelly. And if there's anything, any questions that you have for us, we can answer those too. And speaking of our website, actually, I'm going to continue talking about it because with every podcast that we post, something unique that we do is we write up some lesson plans to go with them. So also on our website, we have a tab called lessons and under there you will find some possible discussion questions, activity ideas, journal entries that you can ask your um, children or you can do yourself um, or if you're an educator that you can use within the classroom. There's really a lot of, we, we write these lessons with all of all sorts of different people in mind. Um, and so it goes by episode, but it also goes by activity. So there are some printable handouts that can be done as well. And we will have um, some activities and ideas going along with today's podcast as well. So check out, check us out online. Um, but all right, I think that's a wrap. And as Thank we do, you. we always do Thank our you. 
air fist bumps with everybody. Mm-hmm. Air fist right. bumps. bumps. And rock. You're awesome, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Thanks for listening to Eyes of Autism. Today we interviewed Kelly Elton with some help from MTG Mom the Great. And next week. And actually, tonight, we are interviewing Dina Farmer. She is a certified autism travel professional with Lily and Magnolia Travel. She can speak to a wide range of audience. She can speak to traveling families, speak to military families, and speak to parents of children with autism. So tune in on Monday to hear some more from Dina. And thanks for listening today. Just a reminder to visit us at eyesofautism.com. There you can find lesson plans associated with each episode. You can find our episodes. You can find contact pages, a little bit more about us if you care to know. And also our social media platforms. We are on Facebook and we are on Instagram as Eyes of Autism. So talk to you soon. Peace out and boom. The Eyes of Autism podcast is brought to you by the Eyes of Autism team. Marissa, Danny, Sarah, and Kyle. Our theme music is Metropolis Daybreak by Cody Martin. Find out more at eyesofautism.com. Eyes of Autism.